Well, here we are. We've arrived at the season of Lent, notably all the purple. Uh, the church is asking us to take a good look at ourselves. If I had to say what the spirit of Lent is, it's like uh, you haven't showered in a month and you go take the shower of your lifetime. You get soap and you scour and go under the nails and get into the ears and go through the hair and get rid of all the pulgas and everything. Just get yourself clean. That's Lent. It's not a sad time. It's not a time to be, you know, walking around looking gloomy because oh, we have to sacrifice. It's a time to cleanse ourselves and to renew ourselves. Every great religion has a few elements. Of course, they have faith and praise of their God. All religions. All great religions also emphasize compassion and love and, and service. They, they all do. But another area is they, they also focus on atonement and, and a checking out of our lives and our sinfulness. Because the fact is, we're all human. We all fail. We all fall. And even the best of the best of the best among us, the most saintly people, can in an instant, they can be so human and, and so petty. It's just part of life. So every year, and the beauty of it in our church is that we don't do it alone. During the year, we do it alone all the time. But this is the 40 days that we say, all right, here is a season of atonement, a season to change our lives, to, to become better, to cleanse ourselves, to say we're sorry, uh, all kinds of things to make ourselves a little better. So the readings, the first reading of the gospel, just tell it as it is today. The first reading gives the spirit of what we should be doing. It talks about tearing our clothes and putting on ashes and and in every way possible, acknowledging, acknowledging that we're sinners and that we want to grow and be better. That's the spirit of Lent. It's a beautiful time. And, and the beauty of it is it's like a journey for 40 days. And if all of us say today we're going to make the journey together, it's more than getting ashes today. That's just the mark of this day. We're, we're going to walk through 40 days of Lent, and all of us together are going to do whatever we can to take away things that are not so good in our life and add things that will make us better. That's Lent. But the gospel tells us how to do that and how not to do it. And it picks three traditional things, giving alms, giving money to the poor, fasting, and also praying. And each one of it, it says this, don't do it for show. So this is not the day to go to announce to everybody, I'm giving up chocolate, and I'm going to say the Our Father every day, three times a day. So what? Do it in private. You know what you need to do. This is not a time to try to get praise from each other for what we're... It's not a contest. It's a journey that we all want to make together. And so the gospel says there's a right way and a wrong way to do this. The wrong way is to do it for show. The right way is to make this in a beautiful and intensely spiritual journey together. What can we do? Well, from the negative or apparently negative side, we can stop doing some things. So, for example, if we wanted to face one thing in ourselves, let's say that I said, you know, I lie a lot and I just know it's not good. 
then how could I concentrate on this journey of 40 days and 40 nights and deal with my lying? Is it possible that I could put so much concentration and, and, and spiritual energy around lying that by the time I come to Easter, I could say, I pretty well have put it out of my life. I've made a change of life. Fantastic. Some people like to do just like penances, like they love chocolate, so they give up chocolate. They love coffee, they give up caffeine. They love their beer, they give up their beer. Whatever, it's okay, it's okay. But more important than just doing it is noticing what it does to you when you do it. Because if you give up chocolate and then you become a grouch, like I always tell about my priest friend who, who would give up beer during Lent, he'd say this, I hate Lent. I hate it because I give up beer. I say, well, don't give it up. Drink extra. I mean, don't, it, it shouldn't make you grouchy, Lent. It should free you and me. It should, it should allow us to say, I don't need this. And giving it up has challenged me to become more open and, and made me take a good look at myself. What do I cling to? What do I say I have to have? But it could be also a very positive time for doing something extra. For example, maybe this could be a time to try to fall in love a little bit more with Scripture. So uh, especially all you guys, you are, you are very smart about the Internet. You can go on the Internet and go to usccb.org. She just can put it on the black or green board for you. And every single day of Lent, you could read the gospel that we have at Mass, even if you don't come to Mass on Tuesday or Thursday or Friday or Saturday. You can pull up the gospel of the day and read it and see what Jesus is speaking to us through this uh, Lenten period. And you might say, I'm going to every single day uh, spend some time quiet. A lot of you have altars in your homes. You have your place where your parents have statues and the cross, and, and maybe you could go there for five minutes and just be quiet. Say, God, I'm here with you. I'm not going to say a whole bunch. I just want you to know I love you, and I want to sit here with you in your presence just quietly. Five minutes, believe you me, it'll feel like three hours. But the point is this. Lent is a time to make the journey. It's a time to take the walk. It's a time to go into a place deep inside where we say, how do I grow to be a better person? How do I grow to deepen my love for God and allow God to be more a part of my life? How will we do it? At the end of the service, just as you leave the door, I'm going to mark you with ashes. And uh, some people like to hear the phrase, um, remember man that you are dust and unto dust you will return and the ashes are a sign of what happens to us after we die, maybe a hundred years later, they go dig us up and we're just ashes. It, we, we, our, our bodies just deteriorate. Ah, that's all right. But what I like is the phrase and the, the one that the church gave to us to say, uh, turn away from sin and believe in the gospel. Turn away from sin and believe in the gospel. And if we do that, and if the ashes remind one another of that, and if you go to the market today and you see a dirty forehead and you say, ah, they must be Catholic, they got the ashes. That's what it's about, turning away from sin and believing in the gospel.